Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number 66 of The Real Estate Show. I'm Cherie Selly, and with me, and we are finishing out the year, Bill, together on this podcast episode. It is so good to be back again. We love having you. In fact, I just want you to be a regular feature. <laughs> I, I, I'd be happy. <laughs> Can I change my shirt next time? No. Okay. I mean, you, you keep wearing it every time you walk back in. It's the same outfit. Uh, but the good thing is we're always in blue. We're, we let match somehow. It's really true. weird. It's, it's it's uh, divine. Uh, what can I, I say? I don't know what you could say. I don't. Rhonda, help me. Help me. Oh, she won't. <laughs> so she loves me. You know, Bill. We had a great discussion. I want to continue with that, but first, let me just kind of clue everybody into the November stats. We okay. because as this podcast is airing, it's airing in December. We certainly don't have all of December's numbers because it's still rolling. Right. But we have something to share, yep. which is uh, November's, and so we're at about five twenty-five. 923. You had predicted 526. You were so close. <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> On the average price home for November and the median price at 453. Uh, both of those numbers dropped slightly from the month before. Yeah. Um, but less than what you thought, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's we'll, we'll see how, this, how the year ends out. I anticipate, um, you know, December's those numbers to drop some more. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I really do. I think, uh, um, you know, typically just in a regular market, you know, typically that's a little bit slower. But I, I truly believe for buyers in this market, and we kind of ended that last podcast talking about that. For buyers, there are some opportunities out there. That's I, right. You know, again, if you can afford it and your, your income is stable, um, I don't know that there is a bad time. Prices are adjusting, so you're getting low. You're off the peak. Right. Um, who knows where rates are going to go, but they've definitely about a point and a half down from where they were. At least as yeah. we're airing it now. Yep, absolutely. It, yeah. So, you know, I would, uh, for buyers, I, I, I would definitely look out there. You know, I hear buyers say all the time, I'm going to wait till it hits the bottom. Well, first of all, it's almost impossible to time. And second of all, unless you're buying cash, I don't think a timing means a heck of a lot because mm-hmm. unless you're going to, when you're borrowing money, uh, we talked about it in the last podcast, from December up until like several weeks ago, mm-hmm. you, the home you could buy went from 500000 to three hundred and twenty yeah, just crazy. because of what interest rates did. Right. So for people that are borrowing money, interest rates are everything. And don't you think, I mean, what I keep hearing you say is if you can afford it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really more about that than do you hold, do you, because yeah. you're right. I mean, every, hindsight is perfect for everybody. I wish we all had more Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. But we can't predict everything by looking backwards because we're never, we're never going to go forwards. Well, no one thought the market would change as fast as it did. Right. We all were saying, you know, prices are so high that it's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. But no one would have saw the change that happened March, April to where we are now. Huge turn. It was just a big, I mean, you know, we went from 500 to 2,500 listings in five months. Right. Um, you know. Okay, say that again. We went from 500 listings yes. up to 2,500 listings in five months. Okay. That that was the biggest jump I've seen back to 2003. So those are the kind of things. It's this knee jerk, just it's highs and lows and mm-hmm. highs. And, and I have never experienced in 26 years of doing this, that type of reaction either. Yeah, it was a massive in, jump. In this market, yeah. as far as just the highs and lows. Of, if I if I, chronic, I could not chronicle this year, I could not make up the stories. Yeah. There are to be made up about what has happened this year. No one would believe you. No. Yeah, they, no, they, they wouldn't. wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, you go from one client making 600000 over list price <laughs> right. to one client going, you're giving me a, a price estimate that I think is 600000 too low because it's like, well, we can't <laughs> price things on escalations anymore. We closed the deal earlier in the year 
Um, the people had not made payments for two years, and they actually took money from the closing. No, you're no, I swear. Wow, it, you know. But the, again, remember I told you those last two years, w things went up. 15. So should 7%. we teach everybody how to stay in their home and not pay? Is that what the point of this no, podcast? That's not. Bill, <laughs> I'm in real lucky. trouble right yeah. now. Well, let me tell you this: if you bought your house in March and you're having to sell right now, you're bringing some money to the table. That's it, <laughs> and that's the first time that conversation. How long? Yeah, yeah, a lot um, of years. Really, we started this run back in 11. Yeah. So, yeah, for 10 years. I least. remember, at, you know, when the market crashed, the last time I would have 20 to 30 sellers that I would meet in about six or eight months time frame. And it, the conversation was, this is how much money you have to bring to yes. the table. Yeah. So I there were so many people that became forced investors then yep. because my job then was to be then I wasn't the salesperson. I was the counselor and I still am. <laughs> right. And those people that listened and kept their home, don't you know they're so happy now? Absolutely. Because those people, a lot of them closed during this market high time right. when their home price more than doubled right. and they thought they could never get out of it. Absolutely. So we're in that same spot again where people are going, is every is the sky going to fall? Is my life going to end? Or can I ever sell my home again? Right. Right. The point is, if you do things in a knee-jerk fashion, nothing is going to work out. Yeah. And you you yep. said it. The average home appreciation year over year since, what, the 70s you Go is back to any 20-year run, it's 3%. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just, it is. So it's So hold, it's hold. It's not, a, it's time to have a different mentality right. with that stuff. But it's not that the market is, you know, you can still make really good decisions in this market. Oh, and you're, the weird thing about this market is if you bought any time other than the first three or four months of this year, if you bought two years ago, you're still fine. I yeah, mean, you're absolutely fine. True. And so it's yeah. It's like the only people that are really, if you bought like in the first quarter or so, mm -hmm. is where you're really upside down. Yeah. So, and you know what's, when I, I love when people say, I'm going to time the market. I would ask those same people, how many of you were buying homes in 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13? Right. Okay. Because that, if you really wanted to make some serious money, you would have bought those homes during that time. Mm -hmm. And I would challenge almost everyone that tells me they're going to time the market. I would ask you, how many homes you bought during that time? Well, you bought them all. I did buy some. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> That's why you're retiring, right? <laughs> well, that, no one wants me to work anymore. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, well, you Certain said lawsuits. you said that you can't replace you, though, so that's tough. Yeah, very true. I don't know. Yeah, per pound, it's impossible. Well, Bill, Not and stay human. So, so other things have happened in lending besides the interest rates dropping here fairly recently. Um, conforming loan limits have changed. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good news, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, so know, it's, it sure. went from 647, 200 to 726. Okay. Okay. And so, and in high cost areas, so places like Washington, D.C., New York City, parts of Colorado, et cetera, <laughs> um, then the conforming limits are now slightly over a million dollars. Yep. So what do you do you think that's going to stimulate anything is that is that a good news you know, because <laughs> lenders are sending me these these right. advertisements about It's a good this. news bad news thing. When you're comparing like our cost of homes and you're comparing us now to San Diego and San Francisco and that, yeah. it's it's uh, it's great news if you're selling. Right. Uh, if you're buying, it's kind of tough. Yeah. And so I, I never, you know, this year, it was earlier this year, we were in the top 10 as far as most expensive when you take mm -hmm. wages and home prices and utilities and everything. You know, we were in the top 10 of all cities. And I mean, when you think about it, that's amazing because that's comparing us to San Francisco and San Diego and right. New York. I mean, and so that's, so that's interesting. And that's why I would like to see, and I know this, everybody's going to hate me on this, but prices continue to moderate here for a bit. 
um, to open that market up a little bit for some affordability. Haters are going to hate. Oh, there you are. Um, <laughs> but buyers got kicked. They just got smacked around. I feel yeah, sorry for them. I do too. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, <laughs> and especially the ones that, you know, went on the escalation clauses and they, and the, uh, the appraisal, mm-hmm. you know, not, I saw this didn't happen down here much, but in Denver, they weren't even doing inspections. Right. Well, actually here too. Did you? Just, <laughs> I was seeing a lot of contracts oh without that. A lot of people waved. They but, did. Yeah. And that's, uh, and that's actually um, a national survey. I think there's the buyer's remorse through COVID. Right. Has, it's been the biggest remorse oh, totally. of history. I totally believe so it. So it, that's really hard. Yeah. You know, that was a hard time to navigate. This is a new hard yeah. time to yeah. navigate. It's yeah. a different time. Um, so, Bill, let's talk a little bit about forecasting okay. for 2023. Okay. With related to housing, you and we don't have the end of the year prediction right. or the numbers yet for how 2022 is going to finish. But right. first of all, where do you predict 2022 to finish and how do you predict 2023? To I go? think 2022 in the end will be 10% or below as far as for average and medium prices okay, okay. compared to the previous year of 18.6. Yeah. So I think you're going to see that. I think through 22, I do. I don't think inflation is going to be under control that fast. Uh, so I, I look for a little bit of a drag through 23. Mm-hmm. I look for prices to continue to moderate down. Okay. Um, I think you could see 30-year mortgages uh, hover in that six-ish, five-ish, mm-hmm. you know, which is going to be okay, but you still need a decent income to buy a $500,000 house in that. So I think we'll continue to moderate or soften a little bit through 23. Mm-hmm. I think listings will climb up more from where they are right now. Mm-hmm. I think you're with the Immalord inventory levels, which is that formula that says, how long would it take us to burn through all the inventory? Mm-hmm. I think those are going to continue to increase, mm-hmm. but I don't think it'll increase past to where it actually becomes a buyer's market, not in the next year. No. I still think it'll be, it's not, it's a seller's market, nothing like it was, but still anything above that four months, you know, in inventory, if we mm-hmm. go above four or five, then it starts to switch to a buyer's market. On my calculations, when I ran them, we're only at about 2.8 yeah. months of inventory. So we're, we still got a ways to go before we would flip. You know, before the last Great Recession, we had nine months of inventory. So it, back wow, then, it would yeah. have taken us nine months On to burn through everything. Yes, home price. To burn through mm-hmm. everything. And right now, mm-hmm. we would burn through it in about two and a half. Okay. So we're still, I still think it's going to maintain the sellers, not near as much. People right. are going to ask for seller concessions. You know, they're going to beat you down on price. It's not going to be that market that that the sellers just ruled. Yeah. But it's still going to be a, a market that that sellers will have. The buyers will have some more opportunity. So I see a continuing softening all the way through twenty. In a way, there's some balance coming. We need it. A little bit. Yeah. So, Bill, let's kind of – we have just a few minutes left, okay. but I would love to just ask you a few other things. And I, I think it's so interesting to talk about a few practical things that we, you and I have seen okay. um, recently gotcha. in our war stories All of right. real estate, okay? Gotcha. So, I, I just – I want to segue into one thing about okay. – uh, Deeds of trust, okay, because you're you're getting a lot of questions about owner carries, right, and different financing terms. And one question that I I want to bring to you and ask you is who should prepare a deed of trust? Okay, on single family residential. Okay, uh-huh. and how much time do I got? 
Well, we have a few minutes, okay. but you on, know, burn through it. This is our last podcast on of the year. Single family residential. Okay. When Dodd Frank was passed after the Great Recession, and then we had TRID, uh-huh. uh, which is Tilla Interest Disclosures. Right. When the, when that regulation came in, it was never really defined as a seller carryback on single family residential, a subprime loan. Mm-hmm. It was never really our qualified mortgage, is what they were calling it, and it's never been clarified. So if it is characterized as that, here's the danger. If you don't do that deed of trust and note correctly, and I mean like verify employment, run credit checks, place the insurance, if you don't do all that exactly like a loan should be done, Mm -hmm. if the buyer does not make the payments, you may not be able to foreclose on them. Oh, wow. And so as a, even as a title company, mm-hmm. because of that, uh-huh. we don't be want to be responsible for not doing it all correctly. The buyer doesn't make the payments on that seller carryback, and then the buyer finds a good attorney, and that attorney says, wait, that falls under the qualified mortgage rule. You can't foreclose. Oh, wow. So that's why it's dangerous. So if I was a real estate agent, mm-hmm. no way. Even mm-hmm. the title companies don't do it. I'll do it on vacant land and I'll do it on commercial, but I will not prepare those documents on single family residential because of Dodd-Frank and TRID, because we don't have clarification right. whether or not those fall under the qualified mortgage rule, period. So stay in your lane, right? Ab- you know, it's absolutely. You know, if you're the buyer, if I'm the buyer in those cases, they can do it in crayon and let their kids do it because if they do it wrong and I don't make my payments, right. I'll go hire that lawyer to yeah. come and say, I don't have to make my payments. Oh my gosh. But if you're representing the seller, you want to make dang sure it's done right. No, I agree with that. Yep. So, and, and agents that do it are going to get in trouble. They yeah. should not do that at all. I agree. Yep. I mean, there's some things because the lines are kind of blurred. Things mm-hmm. are happening a little bit differently in the world of financing or owner carries. We just have to make sure that the professionalism stays in this industry and good things happen and people are doing what they should do in their lane because sometimes a very innocent person will say, prepare this for me. Right. You know, but I'm not an attorney. Right. I'm not going to go prepare it and I'm not a lender. Right. So that's not in my lane. Yeah, absolutely. And I I totally agree. And we're going to see things we haven't seen in a while. Assumptions. Yeah. Qualifying assumptions. I have a separate company called Assumption Solutions. Okay. um, That we're actually facilitating, you know, like an example, a veteran that has a two and a half percent loan. Right. If you're in the market today, it's five. Um, so your payment is going to be half of what they would be. Mm-hmm. So a, a veteran can come in and assume that okay. other veteran's loan. Yeah. We can even do it where the eligibility is released. And so you wow. have a veteran in today's market that couldn't buy a home at 5%, mm-hmm. but he can take over that one at two and a half. So is that part of the company very busy right now? It is. We've, we just started this a couple months ago and okay. we've got six or eight in, right. the, in there right now. And that's not counting the ones that we're just closing that don't run through that. That's incredible. So we've I've probably seen eight, eight or 10 close so far. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, there's creative things happening and good absolutely. things happening. Yep. No, absolutely. What about short sales? Do you see that we're, increasing? We're seeing a couple. I'm not seeing that increase. And the reason I'm not seeing an increase like we did back in 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, because home prices have gone up so much. Right. Again, people can actually lose their job. And if you bought two or three years ago, you could lose your job, still not pay payments for six or eight months, still sell the house and get equity out Wow. This is not a recommended business no, practice. No, 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 it's not. But, but that's why I'm saying I don't yeah. think we're going to see it like we did in 08, 09, and 10. Now, I, I just, okay. we just got one and we just got another one in. But you know what? Back in uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12, I had five full time employees in, in short sales. I remember that. Five. We had 200 going at one time. Yeah. 
yeah. So now I got one right now. Wow. So good to know. Yeah. And I, I there's going to be some, but I just the other reason is is too because back then we had a lot of the eighty twenties mm-hmm. um, and the nine ten tens where people were buying and not putting any money right into the house. You know they were just borrowing hundred percent of the value. There's not very many of those right mm-hmm. now. And then the other side of that is rent is so high. That if I'm staying in my house and I got a, a rate of three or four percent, it's likely my house payments are less yes. than it would be if I had to go out and rent a place. Yeah. So you're I don't think you're gonna see people bail like they did back then. I don't then. either. No, I just don't see it. And I think that inventory is going to continue. Even though there's more inventory bill, we're not gonna become oversupplied. Um so talking going back to like a 2023 prediction, I think we will have more inventory even than we do now. Yeah, I do too. But I don't think it's going to get up into like stratospheric numbers. Yeah, I just, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that Space Command is going to stay here. Yeah. Um, Space Force was never in jeopardy. We, we just got cybersecurity. We have so many things that are coming to Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's the people are still coming here. Tatiana Bailey said in a seminar just a month ago that we're probably eleven thousand homes short of the demand that's there right now. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's hopeful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's updated. Did I say something hopeful? <laughs> that's good news Scratch for that. the new year, Bill. I didn't mean to say I know. Yet. How come? I thought you were supposed to be Scrooge <laughs> walking in here. So is there any other Batting closing <laughs> Any other closing thoughts that you have? For you know, I, I think, again, I, I one of the things I would say for the buyers who have just been beat up over the last five years, there is going to be some opportunity coming into this year. Get with a good real estate agent. Get with a good lender. Um, you know, uh, know the process. Mm-hmm. The cool thing is, is you're you're not going to have to buy right when you walk through the house. Right. You're going to have more than 15 minutes to actually look <laughs> at it. Um, and so, you know, the buyers can, they can take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Your sellers will pay concessions. You know, it's unlikely you're going to see appraisal escalations or, you know, so I, I think it's going to be opportunities for the buyers. Yep. Uh, having said that, it's still, for a seller, it's still going to be an okay market. It's just not all it was. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's like hogs went up 50 cents a pound and I lost $2 million because I didn't have one. <laughs> Dad just said it. <laughs> okay, Bill. Well, thank you for all of the wisdom. And honestly, it's so fun to have you on the show. Yeah, I have a kick. I really appreciate it. And um, I just want everybody that's listening, we appreciate you. We wish you a wonderful Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We are so grateful for our real estate tribe, for the community of Colorado Springs, for Empire Title. You have done such a great job, Bill. I think I've been very blessed, way I, more than I deserve. I can tell you just with the closing that we had today, Bill, where you were a very vital part of helping that to come together in an ethical and, and right way. I appreciate um, it. That it makes a difference on what title company, it makes a difference obviously on the agents. Um, but when things are done correctly, it's amazing how we can get through hard things together. And do it well. And you know what, Sharice, I think uh, a big deal with your, in your industry and my industry, 90% of the people can close 90% of the deals. It's that other 10% of those deals that are the real challenges right. that very few people can close. That's right. And I think that's what's important when you're shopping around. Mm-hmm. You know, take a look. Take a look at the people that are in the peak producers, mm-hmm. those people that are that are producing. Mm-hmm. You know, look for those types of people because, again, a lot of people can handle if it goes great. Yeah. Um, but if it gets a little crazy, that's that's where you want good people in your corner. That's right. Well, yep. thank you so much. You bet. We'll catch you here. next time. Thanks, man. Okay. Bye. Bye.